0: my favorite part is just getting to say what i want do what i want live the the free life that i live that's that's what i love about this Uh, of, of the ufc it gives me freedom i'm in here fighting for my freedom you can't be in no nfl team talking how i talk you can't be on no nba team talking how i talk UFC gives me freedom to be who I want to be, and that's what I love. That's why I go in here ready to die, because this is the free. I can't have no other job that gives me this freedom, and that's what I love, brother. I'm free. Hey, I'm here to call out Joe Rogan for talking crap about me and talking crap about my mama. He's been doing it for too long. Me and my mama will tell you right now this earth is flat. It ain't moving around at no 600-something thousand miles an hour, spinning a thousand miles an hour, and floating through the universe constantly, okay? This earth is flat, it's fixed, and the stars and stuff rotate around us. The sun rotates around us, okay? And I can prove that. I would love to debate you, Joe Rogan, because I'm tired of you making fun of flat earthers. And if you're so confident... Come on and debate me, buddy, because I'm tired of this crap you're posting. You want to post a video today um, about a mathematician that says the universe is local, but it ain't real. What does that even mean? That's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo crap, brother. you believe that we evolved the monkeys? Um... Yes Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Bullshit! It's bullshit! It's bullshit! It's a lie from Satan! It's a lie from Satan, brother! You have been tricked. You have been deceived. We are not coming from monkeys. We are the apex predators. Fantastic fight
1: last time out. Obviously, you didn't necessarily get the result you wanted, I guess. But what what lessons did you take out of that matchup? I learned how how to cook... Very good, humble, fine.
0: Uh, if I, I have good plan. If I do everything, what everything I, if I,
2: <coughs> sorry, slowly. <laughs> Dude, and who are we? You know, he might have a point, too. Who are we to say it's not Satan's work that we've evolved from monkeys, to be honest? Yeah. I mean, who are we to say?
1: Who are we to say the
2: fucking Earth isn't flat?
1: Oh, no. After a fucking whole bunch of War Mode and a whole bunch of Bryce Mitchell, I'm fucking looking at everyone a little crooked-eyed now. Yeah, I I mean,
2: I'm a firm believer we've never even been to the fucking moon. So how how are we going to say it's round? That's all Fair I enough. can say. I mean, uh, <laughs> uppercut <laughs> podcast. We are back. We're going to review the Raphael Fiziev versus Mateusz Gamrot fight night taking place in the apex at a very friendly time at 7 p.m. I'm very happy about that. These fucking, I know we talked about it before. These, uh, these apex cards at 10 p.m. are brutal. Yeah. They are brutal. I mean, I get it's not 10 p.m. in Vegas, but for us East coasters. Oh my God. Yeah, if I had to fucking stay up late
1: while watching fucking Marina Rodriguez versus fucking Michelle Waterson too, <laughs> that's fucking that's more more strengthening than any fucking more strong than any fucking melatonin bottle you could possibly fucking yeah. take. Oh yeah, <laughs> like you would turn to a straight. That's a Bob fucking or...
2: graham cracker and fucking warm milk right there. That's putting you fucking. Dude, you'd be sitting in your bed bobbing for apples, just fucking bobbing for dear life. Dude, I fell asleep in in Zhang's last fight, Zhang Wei Lee's last fight, remember? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. For fuck's sakes. So, thank God it starts at 7 p.m. for us. I'm guessing that's 4 for Vegas. Good start time. We're going to jump right into the main event. A very classic UFC matchup between a guy and Fiziev, who is miles ahead in the striking department. Gamrot, obviously miles ahead in the wrestling department. So let's diagnose this fight and see which way we're going to lean. Fiziev comes in with an astounding takedown defense at 90%. Granted, he hasn't seen a wrestler like Gamrot. I have to make that clear. And his takedown defense comes by way of his very solid – I feel like these guys with that very solid, strong Muay Thai base also come hand-in-hand with good takedown defense, especially Fiziev, kind of small, compact, really can hold his weight – I really like Fiziev in this matchup. I think the gap between him and Mateusz striking is way larger than the gap between their wrestling. Would you agree with that?
1: I don't know. I actually feel the, quite the opposite.
2: I thought we were going to disagree on this one.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like they're... I feel like their strikings, even though Fiziev is a much better striker... I, I feel like it's one and the same because they both don't really get knockouts. They're both really pretty decent point fighters when it comes to defeat. It's just Fiziev just a way better and stronger counterattacker. And he can, like, really fucking hit you with stronger power, I feel like, than Gamron.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I would say Fiziev's probably... Maybe not the best since he lost to Gaichi, but maybe second or third best in division striker in terms of technicality, power, speed. Gamrot, I kind of agree with you on that, though. Gamrot is a motherfucker. Has one of the best motors in the division. He has a motor like a goddamn Ferrari. I just think where this fight might be decided is... Fizziev's takedown defense, which has been good so far throughout the UFC. I think that's where this fight might be decided. If he can stuff Gamrot's relentless fucking chain wrestling takedowns and keep it on the feet, I think he can win. I even think Gamrot might be a little beat up by round three or four. if Fizziev puts it on him, but like you said, it's really hard to tell, too, because neither of these guys really get finishes or get finished, which also makes it really hard to draw.
1: Seriously, they're both fucking like – you can't even really tell if it's going to go to a decision just because they both are going to try to win by decision pretty much. You're going yeah. to feel like someone's going to have to put the pressure on to win.
2: Yeah. I think it's favored. I'm like almost certain it's favored right now to go the distance, but that's even like, I mean, a first has got to happen at some point. And one of yeah. these guys has got to get flatlined at some point in their career. Yeah, seriously. And, and if-
1: I mean, that's the other thing I've, that's the only difference on the feet that I feel like is really big is the defense. I feel like Fazeev's defense on the feet is much, much better than Gamrat.
2: Yeah, we saw it against Gaethje. I mean, some people think he won the fight. I think we all agree we did not think he won, but he definitely won round one. He looked fucking great. Yeah, and Gaethje, I
1: mean, not Gaethje, fucking, well, Gaethje too, but Gamrat just has, I mean, he eats them, but he fucking eats shots like a motherfucker.
2: Yeah, and these guys have only combined for four losses in their professional career out of what would be 14, 24, what, fucking 40 fights damn near? Yeah, I was about to say, something like that. Insane. Yeah, this should be a war. I'm actually really excited for this main event. I wasn't as excited when it got announced because I wanted to see, I really wanted to see Armin and Fiziev fight, but I'm excited for this one too. I think this is just very intriguing. I'm going to lean Fiziev going into it, but wouldn't be shocked either way, whatever happens. What's your pick?
1: Yeah. Uh I'm rocking with the Polak. I can't go against him. And I mean, there you can't convince me that a guy that you could convince me Bobby Green beat is going to beat Matus Game Run.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great point. I really didn't want to go against him either, but I really like Fiziev, too. So I'm a big Fiziev fan. So where do you think if Fiziev wins, where do you think this lands him? Is he just one spot behind Gaethje? Is that what you would you would say going forward? Or you yeah, think he still needs I, yeah. another fight in between?
1: Yeah, he's definitely just, I feel like, one spot behind Gaethje, but he definitely has to have another fight in between what you call fucking title title challenging and then and this one, I feel like, because this one, sure, I feel like this one really breaks you into the, like, the, I hate to say it because I love Gamrot, but he's kind of a gatekeeper for, like, the top contenders in the, like, lightweight division and this really breaks you into that top contender realm I feel like especially after you lost your biggest test to Justin Gaethje and I I just feel like you just you need to have one of the number one contender fights where you're you solidified you're the number one contender I know I I feel like he'll definitely need that
2: I know and I was gonna say too it sucks to say that because it's not the same for Gamrot like if yeah. he wins this, he still has to win like three more fights to even yeah. be in the contender. even in the being the contender contention, that wouldn't even necessarily make him the number one contender. Poor fucking yeah. gamrot. Let's jump into the Kumi event. <laughs> it's the
1: Mr. big old bubbles glasses. They don't want to give him a the title <laughs> shot.
2: <laughs> Let's jump into the co-main. Mister loyal to the foil himself, Bryce Mitchell, taking on D- Dan Dan Eke. Uh, this one was a little hard to diagnose because shit. I think is it, it? yeah. Because I think if you look at the skill level, I think it should easily favor Mitchell. But the sh- thing with Mitchell is his out of the octagon shit, and then him saying he wants to retire after deporia just has my brain spinning on whether I want to pick him or not.
1: Yeah, and it he he really does have that problem we saw pop up with DePaulia, where if he gets hit hard he's oh, yes. Once he gets rattled, he absolutely crumbles.
2: Yes. And
1: Danny Gay has that power to rattle.
2: Yes, but one thing I do want to comment about the Taporia loss is I feel like a lot of people are kind of just writing Bryce Mitchell off to, after losing yeah. Taporia, but I don't think many people are beating Taporia yeah. right now at I'm, all.
1: I, I don't want to write Bryce Mitchell off, really, because he's still an absolute fucking wizard on the feet. I mean, that, that's where... That Taporia loss really hurt him because he got rocked on the feet, or did I say wizard on the feet.
2: Yeah, I know what you meant. On I the meant mat. wizard
1: on the ground. Yeah. But that's where that Taporia loss really hurt him because he got hurt on the feet and then got finished on the ground. So you kind of he, you he's got a bad light in both both ends there, and you're kind of like really got a bad taste in his in your mouth for him, and you're like, ah, uh, uh, I don't see a way he can win this one, but dude. The shit he was doing before that Temporeal fight was crazy. Pulling out twisters and shit. And he was seriously an absolute wizard on a feet. He dropped Edson Barbosa. I mean, and that's another fight where, like, Edson had that power to rock him. Yeah. But Bryce did let it get there. And I I, I, feel like this might be one of the same of that Edson Barbosa fight almost.
2: Yeah, I think the recency bias has kind of given us all blinders that thinking this fight should be close when really I think it could quickly not be close because Ege yeah. did just beat – he beat Damon Jackson – And then he had another win right after. But before that, he was on like a four fight skid. Like we were talking about him losing the ranking and not even being in contention anymore. And Bryce Mitchell has a motor like no other. And he sticks to you like fucking glue. And like you were saying, we've watched him do some amazing things in the cage. I just think the recency bias is really skewing everyone's opinion on this fight. And I think, this will finally be Bryce Mitchell's coming out party. I think he'll find comfort in the apex, maybe not necessarily in front of the big crowd. I think he might go in there and just ragdoll Ige. I don't think he finishes him, but I can see him getting a very decisive 29-28 or 30-27 win. I think he sticks to him. Ige's had problems.
1: I could even see him pulling out something like quick. I could really see him pulling out a quick submission.
2: Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, Ige in the past, he's really struggled with these kind of opponents too. Yeah. In In two matches against Mazvar Evloev in TKZ, he gave up, I think it was like 12 takedowns in just two yeah. matches. And I mean, TKZ is a legend. I don't know if he's as good a wrestler as Bryce Mitchell though. And Evloev, we're not really even sure how he is as a fighter, period yet. So if that's... Dan Iguay's kryptonite, he's looking at it right here on Saturday. He's looking at yeah, it coming full no tilt, full tilt at him from a guy who thinks the world's flat and needs a win. I mean, come on. What are yeah. we talking about? Here? <laughs> Like Yeah, I, no fucking, no lies from Satan can stop fucking Bryce Mitchell on Saturday. Yeah, and I think him and his old lady just broke up. He's fighting with a fire. Dan Ike <laughs> also has a tendency, too, sometimes to, like, as well as he can box, he has a real bad tendency of sitting back a little too much sometimes, Yeah, too. Like, he can yep. really just be, like, a snooze fest, and I don't know if that's the type of fight you want to be in a three-rounder or Bryce Mitchell in. Yeah. You lean in Mitchell?
1: No doubt. I, I I think, I mean, either way, you can, I, I just, I don't see a way that it doesn't get to Matt with Bryce.
2: Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I'm riding Bryce Mitchell very confidently. I, I went into this seeing it on paper thinking not confidently, but I'm riding it very confidently. Let's hop into the next fight. Women's strawweight between Marina Rodriguez and Michelle Watterson Gomez, a karate hottie. Jeff, why do you think this fight's getting ran back? because I don't
1: know what the fuck to do with either of these fighters. They both too- kind of fucking... <laughs> They are both washed. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, I and had to fucking throw them in the fucking
2: scene laundry together. I had pretty much the same answer wrote right down, and I just wanted to hear what you said, because I had no fucking clue why they would run this fight back. And it wasn't even, like, the worst I guess fight hopefully
1: hopefully that the can... <laughs> UFC's hoping to get a fucking double retirement out of it, I'm guessing.
2: Uh, dude. Uh... Kill two birds with one stone,
1: because i rather not see either of them fight. I know and not it's gonna like hold you I mean fir- I hate the shit on fucking fighters but these last few for both of these fighters have been fucking god awful
2: yeah <laughs> and their first five rounder which was I think three years ago now really was not a bad fight not it's, even
1: it was like two years ago
2: yeah but they're both so far removed from that like, they are yeah. so far removed from that point in their career. It yeah, the just... motherfuckers
1: aged like fucking milk since then, both of them.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, Karate Hadi's sitting at about a plus 250 underdog, and I think that's completely fair coming into this fight, especially yeah. being a three-rounder. I mean, the, the blueprint to beat Marina Rodriguez has been laid out before. It's almost similar to Dan Ige. Take her down, mix in striking, keep pressure on her, and – Watterson Gomez has not been that fighter for like (laughs) a long time now. So I don't see how she's possibly just going to pull that out of her back pocket and whip that out and pull out a win. So I am very confident in Marina Rodriguez using her striking, using her power to edge off and easily goes to the distance decision win. Yeah
1: what's those odds sitting at right now? I gotta check this out because this got to be like a minus fucking five thousand or something. Yeah, what's Mar- to go to, what's decision? a
2: Marina Rodriguez goes to the distance parlay? that has got to um, be. I can't even imagine. Yeah, Marina
1: just... Rodriguez first world to fight. Oh, only minus three ten for world to fight. Go to the distance. You might as well bet your house, wife, and kids on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> You'll get well, a I... fucking another housewife and kids back, <laughs> 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 or at least a quarter of
2: that, or something. At least another kid, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's really yeah. luck. <laughs> so, Ooh. are you are you taking the Karate Hottie or Miss Marina?
1: Uh, I'm definitely rocking with Marina Rodriguez. I mean, can't say I fucking really wanted to watch much film going into this one, so I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going off of their last fight against each other, and
2: yeah, give me Marina, Audrey, guys. Well, I don't think that's a terrible guess either, because I think the fight will play out pretty similar. I mean, Marina... Either
1: way, I'll probably be dumping during this fight. <laughs>
2: marina kept it on the feet and just not obliterated but completely outpointed fucking michelle watterson i think that's exactly how this is going to go over again like you said very very liable i know marina wants to keep it going but we're very very liable if that's a bet on someone's bookie for a double retirement it's live
1: (laughs) all the cheddar on it
2: now All right, let's talk about an exciting contender on the other hand. Well, two somewhat exciting contenders. One more exciting than the other. We have Brian Battle taking on A.J. Fletcher. Battles back in action after a huge hometown knockout in Charlotte over Gabe Green. His opponent, A.J. Fletcher, is coming off of a big submission win over Themba Garimbo. This is somewhat of a weird one because I think Fletcher has the tools to beat Brian Battle, like skill-wise. He, like, is the perfect fighter to do it but there's two things that are just sticking out like two fucking sore thumbs to me. And it's the reach disadvantage at 10 inches and AJ Fletcher's fight IQ. I just don't think yeah, it's that, not going to put him in a favorable position.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly was thinking the exact opposite for you, Mike. This is the perfect fight for a fucking what you call it. Old, old Pooh Bear Brian battle. I mean, it's, it's, it's like identical to the Gabe Green fight. I feel like, I feel like no doubt A.J. Fletcher is going to go out there and blitz like he always does. And that's exactly, that's Brian Battle's game plan is to fucking avoid the shots and then land one huge fucking game ender on you. And yeah. the only difference between this fight and that fight is he doesn't have the fucking hometown cooking to steal his bonus from him. Yeah, I, he's, I, he's I'm very... i up fucking Brian Battle for this one. Give Lock him up. He's my absolute lock of the night. Yeah,
2: he would be my better than the night too. I was gonna go on to say why I was gonna pick battle too, because yeah, he's he's very Cheeto esque, where he sits back, waits, and he just waits the time a perfect one. AJ yeah. Fletcher throughout his career has just shown time and time again that it, it's not—I don't even know if it's fight IQ or what it is—but he pulls guillotines at weird time, he overshoots, he overextends, he just puts himself in really dangerous positions. And truthfully, he's probably should fight at one fifty-five. He's only has a 67-inch reach. Like, I don't know what that's about, fighting a welterweight. I don't think you're ever going to have success with that reach. 10-inch reach disadvantage. This should be an easy, yeah. easy mop of the floor for Brian Battle.
1: Yeah, lock like him I mean, speaking of fucking put your fucking daughter, wife, kids,
2: and all that fucking on it, dude, put it on Brian Battle. I, I don't see this one going
1: any other way.
2: Yeah, and he's another one kind of reminds me of Bryce Mitchell, too, where we all kind of forgot about him because he got rolled by Renat. But he did yeah. make it the distance, and it really wasn't a horrible fight.
1: Yeah, and also he – that was just a bad fight for him to take, like we said. And it he's was short notice. To get some more, yeah, that's what we're. That's what I'm alluding to. Like, yeah, we, we're just – we're literally saying it's just for him to get more fucking cash around the holiday time, and that's what it was, honestly. And he just – he was out of it, but this one, he's in his, he's in his element. He got a fucking full camp. I, I don't see this one not going for him.
2: I think the blonde low cuts doing him well too. This could be the yeah, rebirth. The the it's fucking, <laughs> fucking awesome. All right. The last fight we're going to diagnose before we just touch on a few of the prelim fights real quick is going to be Ricardo Ramos taking on Charles air Jordan. Dude, that nickname is so fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I fucking love it. I think this is gonna be another really fucking close one, dude. I wanna I like I off knee jerk reaction wanna pick Jordan confidently. But yeah. both of these guys, while they're so much fun to watch and so skilled offensively, they're very I don't even know what the word the wishy-washy. is. fucking wishy washy. Yeah, yeah, like almost <laughs> wacky. Like yeah. They they both are just like AJ Fletcher put themselves in life or death situations to get either finished or just crushed. I just think this is going to be an all out barroom brawl, which I think will lead to Jordan. Cause he definitely strikes a little better. He strikes a little crisper and maybe with a little more power. Ricardo Ramos definitely has the advantage on the ground, but I don't think that's going to spend much time on the ground. I would just, what I would say for this fight, skip the bet and make sure you watch it. That was like my takeaway. Yeah.
1: Yep, this is definitely one of those you kind of don't don't want to fucking dabble in, but you definitely want to watch. And like you said, Mike, I mean, both of these guys, they've shown like great, amazing ability, honestly, both of them throughout their career. But it seems like every time they get that big fight, they just completely shit to bed.
2: Yeah, it's almost and, like they—they they both have a lot more iron to sharpen. They—they they still have yeah. holes in their game.
1: Yeah, like every time they get a big, bigger name, bigger fight, it—it it usually doesn't go their way. And I—I I definitely think this is the bigger fight for Ricardo Ramos in that, in that regard. So I, I—I I think he's going to be the one to fold on this one.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'm not really feeling confident about a pick whatsoever. I would not be surprised. I know there's gonna be fireworks, so I would definitely check this fight out. Um, let's touch on a couple of the prelim fights just real quick. Jacob Malcoon, Cody Brundage should be another one that's gonna be a must watch. No bet. No bet at all. <laughs> yeah. Cody Brundage is the same exact way as what we were just saying. He will pull guillotine at the worst time possible and get beat Dude, when he's winning a fight. Brundage
1: fights might be one of the worst ones to fucking bet.
2: Yeah. Because he has the physical capabilities to win any fight he's in. and Only he Courtney can win him. on
1: fucking, Courtney, or on fucking <laughs> Cody Brundage fights.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mo Usman taking on Jake Collier. Jake Collier told Mo Usman today at the weigh-ins that just because your brother can fight doesn't mean you can. So I would definitely watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Coming from Jake Collier, dude. I, I'm scared. Yeah, which is insane. Tim Means with another fight under his belt, which is insane, fighting Mr. Touchy Feely. That should be another good one. Uh, All in all, this should – I think this will shape up to be a pretty decent card. There's not really a lot of boring fighters on the card. Yeah, and it's pretty
1: deep for a fight night.
2: Yeah, uh, the next, like, two or three fight nights, they kind of are stacking up a little bit, which I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah, and I also think there's, like, a couple in a row, so that might be why
2: yeah like next week's pretty not bad pretty decent not bad at all they have chris gutierrez in the prelim next week i mean that's yeah he could easily qualify for the main of a fucking fight night so yeah next ones are pretty good i'd say
1: yeah no doubt
2: yeah well that's gonna wrap it up for us uh tune in we're gonna do a review and then we'll preview next week's fight night between grant dawson and bobby green Jeff's going to keep cranking out the killer intros and Max will eventually be back. Thank you.